This is episode 80 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your hosts, Tim Bowen, motivation, stick to you know, diligence, and Stephen Johnson. I am actually quite proficient when it comes to the English verbiage and language. Verbiage and language, huh? Well, at least you're not redundant or redundant. Today, the guys kick off the new year with a new monthly series we'll be doing called Back to the Basics. So first, let me ask you a favor. If you have some basic questions that you'd like the guys to discuss in future segments, please visit the website, steadytrade.com, and fill out the brief Back to the Basics survey that will accompany this episode. Now, the basic that we're getting back to today is the basic importance of motivation. Because it can be pretty discouraging as you're trying to figure out how to make all this stuff work. And it's a great episode filled with great stuff like this from Tim. And it's part of growth. It's part of learning. You have to stick to those rules because not only does it cost you money, not only does it set back your account, it screws you up mentally. You know, it puts you in a bad place because now you're back to that negative self-talk. And this from Steven. It's the golden buy. I mean, any stock that is a one and done that holds its highs till three o'clock, it's probably going to rip 50% in the afternoon. Of course, there's also plenty of this as well. I'm going to Thailand in five weeks, so I want to look me best so I can meet some of the Thai girls and girls who aren't girls but look like girls and are boys. But it's educational, it's fun, and it's starting, right? Now, welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. So it's a new year. You know, I, we everybody talks about new year, new me. I think Stephen had like 15 resolutions, and I think he's like negative three resolutions at this point, one week into the year. He's actually fell further behind. But uh, so we decided to do something a little bit different. Uh, well, not necessarily different, but kind of a review. Um, we're about a year and a half, I think maybe even a little over a year and a half into the Steady Trade podcast and would like to thank all of you for listening along. But, uh, you know, something that that we often kind of reference season one where we kind of went through the, the basics, the kind of getting started in penny stocks. But I think we're going to maybe start a little bit of a different segment here where it's we're going to call it back to the basics where we're going to kind of review whether it be a theme or whether it be something that maybe you have asked. And and so keep in mind, this is a monthly feature called back to the basics. Feel free to uh, email us at admin at steadytrade.com or drop in the comments on YouTube or on the blog. Let us know what you would like us to review. But uh, maybe it's something that that we've talked with another trader with. Maybe it's a different theme or something that we're talking about in our trading. And uh, you know, today being a topical subject, you know, you know, Stephen is, uh, you know, you know, if many of you follow Stephen on social media and and you've seen some of some of his, you know, journey along the way, and and I think kind of as we came into the end of the year. He was getting pretty introspective and thinking about the year going forward and, uh, you know, wondering about what is his why, what is his motivation. And I wanted, I kind of reached out to him and said, hey, let, let's talk about this today because we've all been there. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I talked to him before we got started. I remember 2013 when the market really shifted and I was a diehard short seller for five years before that. And that's when, in my opinion, things really started shifting a little bit and it got way harder 
to be a short seller, mainly because I think the borrows got so much, so much easier. You know, this kind of goes back to the history of penny stocks. It used to be we were in this little niche that nobody knew about. Everybody thought you couldn't short penny stocks where now today everybody does it. And that's, that's why it's, it's gotten, in my opinion, actually harder than it used to be, even though the borrows are easier. But uh, I remember 2013, I was staring at my monitor and, and staring at my trade logs and just being, you know, excuse my language, but you know, what the, what the F am I doing? Is this going to work over time? And I think that if you're following anybody on whether it be on Twitter, chat room, whatever, and if they, if everything is just perfect and it's just great. I mean, I saw a guy the other day, like a week ago, I follow a lot of these shorts on Twitter to get, trading ideas. This guy was 10 for 10 shorting low float stocks in one day. And I'm just like, man, I don't know, <laughs> you know, cause it doesn't usually go that way. And there's going to be rough patches like anything. I don't care if you're starting a business, if you're starting a new career, um, if you think it's just going to be lower left to upper right and, and linear, it's not. So motivation, stick-to-itiveness, you know, diligence, et cetera. Those are the kind of things I want to talk about. And ultimately my goal for this podcast is, you know, Stephen is my, you know, the, whether, whether son. it's secret son, little brother, you know, secret my, son. my illegitimate son, you know, whatever you want to call him, you know, I, I've got great respect for the guy and, you know, I, I've, I've felt a little, a little bit of, you know, he, he's kind of, you know, on that one of those downward slopes and I want to coach him up. You know, ultimately I love coaching. I've loved coaching you sports. I love what I do today, coaching, trading, um, never been more fulfilled in my professional career. And my goal is to get Steven's story, coach him up. And then ideally next time you, the listener, or maybe down in the dumps, maybe you've hit a, a rough patch. We, maybe this podcast can kind of help get you through that. Yeah, I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, it's uh, and one of the things that I've. Stu- what, I was one waiting of, for you to go with the with the Merry New Year. No, no, Happy New remember, Year. Remember this, that this... reference from Coming to America when Eddie Murphy is like Merry New Year. Haven't seen Coming to America. <laughs> Great movie. But... Great movie. <laughs> ha <laughs> I may put it on, but uh, yeah, talking about resolutions, I haven't really. Um, I haven't, I mean, I want to get a little bit thinner and I'm going to Thailand in five weeks. So I want to look me best so I can meet some of the Thai girls and girls who look aren't girls, but look like girls and are boys. I want to tear you apart. But are secretly girls. Like I want to do, I just want to look me best for everybody. Basically, I want to look me best for everybody. Girls and boys who are look like girls. Okay, just, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, <laughs> let's get back to the let's get back to the uh, resolutions. Sometimes you've just got to let's it, move it. on. Let's get back to the resolutions. <laughs> right, and just so anyway. Um, but either way, let's go for it. But that's the end of that. When you've had enough drinks, but I haven't really got me one resolution and me one the one area that I really felt like I failed in last year. <clears throat> was that I aimlessly did a lot of things and just went with the flow. Uh, and I really know from every successful person I've ever met that you've got to have a five-year plan and a one-year plan 
and then break that one-year plan into 12-month plans, um, 12 single-month plans, and then look every month and think, did I achieve what I set out to achieve that month? And then ultimately it should boil down to maybe a daily diary of just one or two sentences where you think, and, and just a recap, like when I walk to work every day uh, since the beginning, beginning of this year, I thought, what are my goals? Have I come closer to achieving them? Uh, and if I achieve them, is this bringing happiness? And if I'm not, is it not? Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's one. Yeah, I think that's I, when, I, when I talk about, when we talk about back to basics, I mean, that is a great topic that, I mean, you hear me talking about it all the time. If, you know, Stocks to Trade Pro members hear me go on and on and on and on that, that nope. I mean, I'm a notebook guy, you know, or, or whether it be Evernote or whatever, it's, Evernote, so, yeah. it's so easy in trading to just be like, Oh, there's a new stock today. I'm going to, you know, what am you know, and, and all of a sudden you get to the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month. And you're like, okay, what exactly did I do? You know, what did I focus on? What worked and what didn't? I mean, that is the power of that, of, of recording everything, because man, you can get in the weeds. And at the end of the day, you do not even know what you did day to day, week to week, month to month. And really, Write that stuff down, track it, and that's how you improve it. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, it really comes down to the same thing with trading. The more times you realize that you've made a mistake, the sooner you're going to change that habit in an ideal world. And and I can really compare it to just writing. I mean, I, I train, believe it or not, I know how to write quite well. I'm quite proficient in it. You I might not thought, be aware of that. I thought you were illiterate, actually. So I am actually quite proficient when it comes to the English verbiage and language. In vocabulary, in vernacular, I'm quite proficient, um, and I teach people how to write better. Like I don't, I don't teach people how to write at all. <laughs> like that's for school children. I teach people how, to, like how to write advertising, <laughs> and um, and it, and it's the same thing. I see it with them as well. It's like uh, change your structure, make your structure tighter. Don't double your words up. Don't say two words that mean the same thing. Verbiage and language in vocabulary, in vernacular. Uh, use less language so it's shorter, but make the language that you use more impactful through the, your adjective choice and synonyms. And uh, I see people, even though you tell them that, they'll make the same mistake next week and they'll make the same mistake the next week, but they'll, they'll fix one mistake, but then they'll make another mistake. And it, it's, it takes a few years to like knock, knock good well, but I think, you know, that's my point and is I think, and, and I don't know how, one thing nice about tra trading is it's very easy to track data. You know, when, when you talk about writing, can you track those mistakes? I don't know how you necessarily do that, but you make a point. And that's what's great about trading is, you know, document these things, especially like, you know, something we talk about and, and this is, write this stuff down, you know, if you're listening. I mean, these are the things you should be looking at, you know. Obviously, did you go long or did you go short? You know, what was the float? What was the news? What was the volume? What was the, this is something that I've been talking a lot about that people seem to never really think about that time of day. You know, that's something that, that you and I will, will debate forever. You know, it's especially yeah. as a short seller. I'm like, you could be, I mean, you could, you could, you could short seven stocks in a row and lose on every one of them and every one of them cracks late day. And it's like, man, yeah. maybe I should be yeah. waiting for that volume to fade for that VWAP crack late day. And, and you know, and again, this isn't about your style I mean, you you're dealing with the time zone you deal with, 
but don't forget to track that time of day. You know, if you, you know, it's, it's, it's really uh, because now you're like, Oh, you're like me back in 2013 saying, Oh, short selling doesn't work. That's not my point. The point is the patterns change. They revolve, but you got to keep track of when they're working and when they aren't. And I mean, late day shorts, if you can be patient, they're still there, but you can and you have a product, out of the same stock five times. Well, Issue, but but you can get them, but you can get them, and they're all brokers that give you them as well. So it's not too much of an issue. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, what you were just talking about there—the intraday part. At Any, I was just reviewing one of Liz's trades. It was twenty seventh of um, December. I, I think twenty seventh. Yep, yep. Any, so his. I mean, it's it was a ten million float, ten or eleven million float a couple of years ago. Gap and fail, gap and fail, gap and fail. Bad long term chart, but ever since it had its reverse split. Uh, somewhere September, October-ish, maybe, don't quote us on that. Since it had its reverse split, took 11 million shares down to a million and went from 37 cents up to $3.70, that stock has been unpredictable. And then all, and the, the problem with Liz is, I mean, I mean she, she took it. I mean, like, you know how stocks can run up in three waves. There's like the three-wave theory in the morning where it was pop, hold, pop, hold, pop, hold. One, of my, three waves. one of the favorite things I look for, you know, especially in low-flow stocks. And, say, yes, well, yeah, as you as know, as yep, yep. That, and that's why I, I wanted to interrupt you is write that down. Yeah. I mean, you know, so many times, and, and you've been there in Stocks and Trade Pro, people are salivating in pre-market. I got to get in, got to get in. I'm like, hey, this is a yeah. low-flow stock. It has news. How many times have we seen those three moves, you know, that early move, that midday move, and then my favorite, the 2 p.m. move. So it's always like, chill out. But yeah, that, yeah. especially but in local runners, yeah. you see that three wave all the time. Yeah, you'll, but you'll also, sometimes you'll see a push, pullback, push, pullback, push, pullback, which is more what I was referencing. And then on the third pullback, or when it comes to the fourth pullback, it'll crack. So like in between 9.30 and 9.45, 9.50, you don't, you don't really want to be rushing to, to buy that because it's spiked in, you've missed it, you don't want to chase it. But then once, but then you're like, is it going to be a one and done? Because historically it's a bad downtrend in chart and it doesn't hold its spikes and it doesn't often have day twos. But then, so what, what, what have you got to do then? And, and Liz, Liz bought it on the third pop, <laughs> which I've been telling her not to chase for the last two months. And she bought it, she bought it on the third pop. And, but Tim Sykes and you can make fun of me. We'll all do daft stuff in the heat of the moment. It's yeah, yeah, that's very, 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 uh, another point I want to make. And this is another basics to write down is remember, you will make these, mis- you will make the same mistakes repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. You know, it's just like the, the best batters in baseball only excuse me, only get a hit three out of 10 times, you know, you will make the same mistakes. But if you can, the biggest key is recognize that you made that mistake and then act on it. You know, now say, okay, maybe I chased this thing. Maybe I got the FOMO, but I'm going to cut this thing quick and I'm not going to start justifying and trying to turn this into something that it's not. Yeah, and if you cut in and it runs, it's just one of them things. It's a small loss. There'll be another one tomorrow. There'll be another one. You'll get the right one. But but the point was, what I was talking with Liz is like, it went up, held up, up, pull back, up, pull back, up, pull back. She bought the next pullback thing and this thing's going to go. And I'm like, once once it's moved 15, 20% in 20 minutes, that thing has got to hold its highs for like 30 minutes. You've got to see a 30-minute consolidation 
And then when it pushes through the higher day, just risk, just buy the breakout and, and risk the higher day if you, if you really want to play it and you really think it's going to hold its eyes. What it actually did is it held all the way till two o'clock, two thirty. You're talking about your VWAP hold. It ripped. It went from like the two fifties to the fours. It was your perfect day one shit stock. All the shorts are in it. They've held it all day, hoping it's going to crack. It's going to crack. It's going to crack. It doesn't crack because it's probably it's a million floor. It's probably been manipulated. It's a re- recent reverse split. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like in hindsight, it's like, come on, like it's it's the golden buy at three o'clock. It's the golden buy. I mean, any stock that is a one and done that holds its high till three o'clock, it's probably going to rip fifty percent in the afternoon. Great, great point. And and when so so these are a lot of lot of nuggets to write down here. You know, write that down. That that is a one of made. I mean, I talk about my favorite setups, but that's exactly it. I mean, it's a recent reverse split. It's a terrible chart. I mean, it's a disaster. We call it a one and done. You know, a lot of people will call it other stuff. You know, Sykes calls it a bad sushi chart or whatever. But you know, it's just this disaster of a chart. But but. If that thing holds up into the end of the day and now everybody's on their toes and what, you know, again, we talk about odds. It's not guaranteed it's going to spike, but when those disaster charts, low floats, they hold up all day long. Those are the ones you get the fireworks on. And and, and I mean, when I look at, I mean, it's funny because I always remember watching a Tim Grittani webinar on the challenge where Tim Grittani was like, I don't think of, and I don't know if he's changed his mind by now or if it, if, or if it was just a random comment or what, but you're saying, I don't think of the game as long v short. And, and a lot of people think of the game as long v short, but I think of it as uh, retailers versus institutions. And I was like, wow, that's a big insight at the time. But then when I, when I think about how rolling, and everyone trades differently, but when I think about how rolling trades and when I look at, when you get more experience and you, you know what shorts are thinking because you've been in it a million times, and you know what longs are thinking because you've seen it a million times, you start seeing where like when I see gappers with a history of gap and crapping and for some reason the the hold up I remember Roland being like bought it made eight grand he was like easy money like when that thing didn't go down I knew it was full of shorts and and you're just thinking well it is it is long versus shorts but you having more experience than everyone else because you've seen it loads of times and you know that there's loads of newbies because everyone burns out and quits do you know what I mean? Yep. Actually, and, and oddly enough, we have exactly one of those in today. So AXSM um, on January 8th, 2019. Let's see where this goes. But it's exactly that. This stock ripped on FDA news yesterday, trapped everybody short because it faded into the close, dipped at the open, ripped That's back. Hey, yep, yep. <laughs> and it's holding up. It was up 200% yesterday. It's up 30%, and right now it's 1 p.m. Eastern, and it's holding near its highs. Everybody, you know, it's funny. This morning, everybody was talking about this stock, and now nobody's talking about it as it holds its gains going into the close. And, I mean, and that's, that's such another valuable point as well. When you see a stock up 100%, 150%, it's very easy to think it's kind of up too much. I don't want to buy it, but it's it's all. I don't know. I don't want to say it's wrong to think like that because you can because the stock can never be up too much. But it's it's not how up is it 
compared to its fundamental value or, or anything like, or how up is it compared to how it previously performs on the chart? It's more like how many shorts do you think are likely bagged in this situation and how many, how many people are going to chance a dip buy at the open? That's kind of more the question. And I don't know if you can answer that. Um, tough to million say. Dollar question, eh? Yeah, million exactly. Dollar question. I mean, I, you know, maybe, maybe if I had the answer to that, I wouldn't need to do a podcast. <laughs> or, or I'd be doing this podcast from my, you know, my, my 15,000 square foot hunting lodge on the top of Mount Everest instead of in an office building in a commercial park. <laughs> no, but so what's, I mean, you, you are a fan of looking for where shorts are trapped when it's a, it's a bit of a bad company, but it's, it's, it's ripped shorts' faces off. You look for that dip buy in the open. What, what, what is the magic that you're looking for? I know that you kind of, you wait for, you wait for the dip to hold. You wait, you wait for it to go quote, quote, green on the day, even though yeah, it's, yeah. Too so, so a lot of, you know, a lot of, yeah. And this is, you know, I, uh, I, I use a lot of sentiment indicators because of, you know, I'm looking in chat rooms. I'm looking on Twitter. Um, there's the same guys that get their faces ripped off on these same setups, but you know, the chart remains, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you know, especially like going back to AXSM, you know, yesterday was, was January 7th spiked early and it, and it faded into the close, but it still closed the day up 150%. So, and then, and then, you know, traded 50 million shares, which is ridiculous volume for this stock. It had positive news. I don't know what, what would possess anybody to short this stock, but we know they do by looking on Twitter, by looking in chat rooms. And then exactly like you said, when I, when you get that dip at the open, everybody said, all the short sellers say, you know, praise God, here we go. I'm saved. You know, and but then once it makes that green move or it breaks that previous day high, put yourself in the other guy's shoes. That's when you got to hit the oh shit button. That's when you get panic buying. You know, everybody talks about panic selling. You know, like when you're looking for that, say that yeah. you know Tim Sykes dip buy type idea. You're looking for that panic selling, that crazy candle. I look for the opposite. I want panic buying. And you might say, if you're new, you might be like, well, why would someone be panicked into buying a stock? If you're short, you have to buy to get to exit your position. And you don't care. And I've been there way more times than I admit. If you're in this wrong stock, you don't care what you pay. You just want the freaking pain to stop. Get me out. And honestly, and I'll tell you, and I, I know this because I've like, you'll spot little nuances with price action, just the, with the more experience that you kind of have in the game. And what I've noticed is like, when everyone expects it to be a short, and then it's not a short because the volume's so high, and it breaks a key level, watch the candle after it breaks the key level. Because what, I mean, you will get people who will like, they'll buy the breakout and they'll scalp it and they'll sell straight away, right? So often when it, when it breaks out, you'll see it pop up and, it, and then you'll have a bit of a, a bit of a red candle come down as people sell when they, they take the money from the breakout. But when that wick gets r- r- like radically quickly bought back up, you know that you've got a major squeeze on your hand because all the shorts are, are covering that level and ever, and ever, all the longs are buying the breakup. But that's something very specific. When it breaks out, if it does have a red candle and it really quickly recovers on the one minute, you generally on for a big squeeze from what I can see. I don't know if you've seen that or you know what I mean. Sure. Definitely. Yep. So, um, so what we did, you know, we, we kind of got off topic a little bit, you know, that happens. 
So um, I think we gave you a lot of great basics tips, a lot of good stuff to write down. We talked about some of our favorite setups again, but as we kind of come to the end, I want to double back to our original topic and, you know, and motivation and, and how do you stay motivated and what is your why? And um, you know, I want to, again, I want the, I, I started with this. I kind of wanted the opportunity to coach you a little bit here, Stephen. I mean, you know, what, what is, where are you at right now? I mean, where's your motivation, you know, and, and what can I do to kind of help you stay in the game and keep grinding? Yeah, I mean, the the funny, uh, the the thing, there's two things with what happened recently with me that, that kind of set me off. Uh, the the first one was, uh, was it what? W-A-T-T? Shorted yep. what? And and it, initially it looked Which like... Which is a perennial could, failure. That stock has yeah, a million times, yep. Perennial failure. Um, it looked like it was coming down a number of times. And then it got rescued three or four minutes before the bell. It got bought up just as it was looking to crack. And then obviously it got held up and it, and it ripped everyone's faces off who was short. I was obviously short. Uh, I was buying the, the, I was buying the pushers and I lost like, lost 900 bucks or something like that. And, and it wasn't so much the money that I was mad about. It was more the fact that the, I've got specific rules where if it's still at its, if it's near its highs a day of pre-market just before the open, you just want to cut it. Like that's not a risk that you want to take if you're in any sort of size. And the other rule is, well, it looked like it only had a few hundred, 300, 400,000 volume in the pre-market. By the time it hit the bell and it was pushing up again, it, it had passed 2 million. And I've got a rule, like if there's that kind of volume there, you, it's probably more likely to be along the short. So something I see yeah, right I just, off the bat, you know, and this is, um, and, 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 you know, this is, and I've been there, you know, you have, you, you've put in rules. Repeatedly broke this, repeatedly, repeatedly shut up, broke shut the up, same rule. Shut up. So you've, you've put in your time, you've learned, you have good rules, which puts you ahead of many, many, many traders out there. No offense to yeah, the listeners. Steven is probably way ahead of a lot of you if you because you don't even know what the rules are. Okay. Yeah. There, there, there's it's like Steven trying to play any sort of organized sport. I mean, he's clueless. He has no athletic ability. He's slow. You know, he <laughs> can trips over his feet. I mean, he's worthless on any sort of field of competition. So you don't even know what the rules are. You need to rule learn those. Now Steven has learned them. He's put in that time and he's got them. But now what you've done is you've you've created your own frustration by breaking these rules. And and I think that that is, I mean, I know it sounds so painfully simple, but you know what to do. You now just yeah, have to take 100%. that next step. And that should be, in my opinion, that should be your motivation. You know, you're looking for goals. You're looking for resolutions. Ultimately, your goal right now should be to stick to those rules and track it and see where it takes you. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe your rules are worthless and, and, and you, you know, you won't get to where you want to be, but I think, you know, I hear this recurring trend and it's part of growth. It's part of learning. You know, you have to stick to those rules because not only does it cost you money, not only does it set back to your account, it screws you up mentally. 
you know, it puts you in a bad place because now you're back to that negative self-talk and you're like, whoa, you know, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm worthless. You know, it, and then, and then that just creates this loop and then you go back to breaking those rules again. True. And, and the, that was, that was one thing. Uh, and to be honest though, I mean, when you think of it as being a little data scientist and you track the gap and crops and you track stocks that have spiked more than 50% or more than three days in a row and you watch how they fail and where they fail. And then you just look for those patterns. Like that's what I used to be doing. But, uh, after a little bit of frustration and the, the thing about, the thing about being a, a, a YouTube Re, uh, what a, uh, renaissance man the 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 the, the, man, the thing about being the, the man who created a renaissance when it comes to trading, trading on youtube is that similar to a renaissance <laughs> i am actually quite proficient when it comes to the english verbiage and language <laughs> renaissance renaissance when when you become a trading celebrity um the other thing that happens is and I'm a celebrity for all the wrong reasons. And I'm not, I'm only a celebrity in a room for 150 people when it's a, a conference by Tim Sykes and you're a celebrity too. So it's not a very big thing. It's not, it's not something to be proud of. But, um, but what, once you get known in the industry, and this is one thing I'm, I'm, if I, if I'm really delighted that I've had one good opportunity apart from being on the podcast with you, um, it's that I've managed to have the exposure to see the whole 360 industry and you, you've seen it as well. And, um, and I've, I've managed to dive in all the different chat rooms and all that stuff. And the other thing that kind of disenfranchises me is like every, sorry for the English, but like every motherfucker is like a pro and every motherfucker is winning all the time. And I'm just like, and everyone's making like three grand bank a day. And I'm like, I'm just you gotta like, shut that out, man. Yeah. Like, what the, f- what the fuck? Well, remember back, like I said a minute ago, this guy was you know ten, what I mean? supposedly he's ten for ten, short and low floats. You know, in one day, you know. Yeah, and it, you gotta, and it just gotta, pissed us off. I know, and I agree with you, and I fell into that trap as well. So, like, I've got an old video on my personal YouTube where I presented at one of Sykes conferences, talking exactly about that, putting the blinders on. I mean, it's just you. It's you versus you. So honestly, like, and they're like, learn my strategy. I've got this strategy. And then someone else is like, learn my strategy. You can't fail this strategy. I win money every day. And I'm just like, and obviously like, I'm going to listen. Like if I've took some losses, I'm like, all right, teach us your strategy. Uh, I'll let us jump in on this strategy. Well, I think that's where, that's where, again, trying to help coach you. I think you, I mean, you, you, five minutes ago, you talked through this entire setup that you look for. But then it just comes down to implementation. And I think that that's where I think we can get you there. And I think I can get you there is, you know, is, is you just got to get that personal discipline. Yeah, it's the discipline. And, and you know what it is? You know, it's like the, that rowing competition you challenged me to, the running competition. <laughs> I'm assuming you finished Fountainhead by the end of the year, right? <laughs> of course. I didn't even, I bought the wrong book, eh? I bought the wrong one. No, but so this the, is but what I would honest. like to finish on. So this is for you, and this is the listener. I've got a homework assignment for you. Will you? Will you? Will you accept this homework assignment? It's easy. Okay. I, okay. I want to say one more thing, which is okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, and then I'll give you the. Okay, homework. Let us just say this. Yep. Yep. I just want to say that um, when I joined the challenge, I watched some Tim Grittani webinars. I saw how Mark Crook traded. I saw the main short patterns. And then I saw that Tim Grittani from his DVD tracked the Excel. So the things from the challenge that I picked up was you need to track data. And these are good patterns that I've seen in action loads and loads and loads of times in the webinars. Then I put that knowledge that I'd picked up from the challenge 
and I put it on an Excel. I said, I'm going to track all of these different patterns. And then I found success. And, and then obviously when you lose discipline or you go through a bad time, you disregard all of the stuff that you've learned. And the biggest mistake I ever did was not, not going back to the data and not trying to track the data, listening to other people who say, oh, this is all wrong. You shouldn't do this. You should do that. Believe in different people. When I, what I should have done is talk what I'd learned from the challenge, talk the methods that I'd had success from and looked for the data to prove itself based on the, the, the basically created a few different patterns, looked for the data to prove itself, see where it is proving itself and then shorten during those periods with the appropriate program. And sadly, and it's been, it's been me curse and it's been my fortune or whatever. It's been, it's been, it's been me hindrance, but it's been a good thing having the YouTube publicity. Like you get a lot of people wanting to talk to you and help you, but it's also a curse because trading is such an introspective thing that you should just sit and figure out what works for you. Fine. Look at four different traders, get the guidance, watch the video lessons, figure out what is good for you get an idea of the basics over the course of a year or two. But really what I've learned from trading and it's a little bit isolating sometimes, but it's all about introspection. Not it's all about and and looking at the data and proving an analysis or a theory that you think works. Matt Yon does it better than anyone probably Mm -hmm. or more than anyone. So, so great, great comments, great comments. I, and I agree with all of them. So are you, are you prepared to accept this home I don't know what it is. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. What it you, is you, don't, you don't get to, you, know, you either accept or, or deny. I'm going to give it to you either way, but will you commit to this homework? It's easy. Come on. Then you have to tell us. Okay. I'll, so accept, this is it. For- I'll, accept, I'll accept it otherwise. Cause we need, we need more content for the podcast. <laughs> and, so the, and this, just get viewerships. <laughs> this is for the, this is for the listeners as well as Steven. And, and you can either choose to do this or choose not to do this, but I think that it is a great tool if I mean the, the 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 agenda for today was motivation back to the basics. How do you get out of these dark areas? How do you get through these rough patches? Because they're gonna come. If you haven't hit a rough rough patch yet, you're going to. So the homework is every day, I don't care if it's a five minute or a one hour, you're gonna watch either a Jocko Willink or a Dave Goggins video on YouTube. Oh, I thought it was gonna be more better than nope. that. Nope, nope. You're not giving us Goggins. I thought you were going to be like every day, turn up and trade, trade nope, two patterns. Nope, because I want data. you to actually, I've, I've, I, I, it's been proven to me that I've, I've set the bar too high. I need to give you, <laughs> I need to give you a homework assignment that you can actually freaking complete. So step I by step, maybe steps. Watch a five minute video each day until we record next week. Okay. That's or or actually homework. next month, next month. You got to do this for a month. Because we'll do another back back to basics episode next month. And keep in mind, if you want to, if you have a topic, a back to basics topic, please again comment or email us at admin at steadytrade.com. But you, the listener, and you, Stephen, I think that there is that that idea of the discipline, the grind, and and again, if you don't know Jocko Wellink or Dave Goggins, Google them. They exemplify stick to itiveness the grind and having that vision. And, uh, and I'd like to close on a Jocko Willink quote, quote that I think is very applicable to where Steven is and where he has been in his trading. And that is most of us aren't defeated in one decisive battle. We are defeated one tiny, seemingly insignificant surrender at a time that chips away at who we really should be. And I think that when you break those rules that you know you should stick stick to 
it chips away and it chips away. And then two weeks later, three weeks later, we come back to those areas where you're like, Hey, I'm lacking motivation. Where am I going to go from here? I watch the David, David Goggins thing every day. I don't know how he trains and trains through injuries and the, some of the injuries heal, even though he's training through them. He's crazy. I mean, number one, (laughs) I mean, I love the guy. It's crazy. <laughs> nah, but the, the the best people are though, eh? Like yes. I'll open I'll openly admit, like I'll say to people at me work as well. I'm like, look guys, I'm a bit crazy. Like if you if you want to go if you miss the start of the episode. focus that craziness the right place. That's what I want. That's that's what Goggins and Jocko are gonna teach you. So again, would like to thank you for listening. Um you know, it's not always about this ticker, this piece of news, this chart. Um, I think the, the, the really the, the summary of today is, you know, it's you versus you. It's not you versus the market. I mean, the market will do what it does. You don't show up or you do show up. The market will be there. At the end of the day, it's you versus you. And I think we went over some solid stuff. And if you want to build your discipline along with Steven, I think the homework concept is a great way to do it. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say when you first learn, when you're first learning the basics, when you're in the first year or two of the challenge, it's kind of you versus the market because you're figuring shit out. True. Once you, once you know what's going on and after the next few years, it is literally you versus you. And can you do what you, impulses in your internal brain are telling you not to do? Well, your amygdala is telling it not to do. Order don't cut it, don't cut it, don't cut it. It's coming down, it's coming down. Yeah, amygdala. I am actually quite proficient when it comes to... Happy New Year! G'day. This is Keith from Down Under. And I like to ride my Harley through the mountains while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing report on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Australia, mate.